0: Monday, February 15th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, we're, uh, we're only a few days away. Uh, pitchers and catchers report Wednesday. Uh, first full squad workout scheduled for what, Saturday, I, I believe? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's it's not that far away. Baseball's back this weekend uh, out in Arizona. Uh, the news we have here today on, on Monday on President's Day, uh, Billy Hamilton officially joining the Cleveland Indians on a minor league contract uh, after passing his physical, the, uh, the deal was uh, announced or, or, you know, word of the deal got, got out on Thursday. Uh, but the Indians did not confirm it until today. Uh, Hamilton set to make uh, what a million dollars. If he, he makes the club plus incentives uh, right now, he's probably if you're, if you're handicapping the race, uh, then the number three candidate in center field for the Indians.
1: Yeah, you know, and he, he brings that element uh, of speed, Joe, that, that you know, Terry Francona likes. He, you know, he had that in Rajah Davis. Um, and, uh, you know, where, uh, and Rajah was a guy that didn't, you know, was kind of bounced around the outfield, played, you know, a couple of different positions. But he, you know, uh, Francona utilized him as a, uh, a pinch runner. So maybe if Hamilton uh, makes a club, that that's, that's the role he'll fill.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting comparison. I think Billy Hamilton... Uh, when you talk about the, the profile of what, what Rajay Davis and Hamilton sort of bring, uh, Hamilton's got way more elite speed and is the kind of guy who can get you, you know, 60 steals in a season if you, if you really wanted to. And if he, if he got on base that much, it's the getting on base that's a problem. He's well below uh, league average in his career uh, on weighted runs created plus, which is a measure of uh, you know, total offense of, of getting on base, uh, coming around and scoring runs. Uh, Billy Hamilton is a guy who, who can do it. A five-time gold glove finalist. I believe, uh, there's, there's really with the tools that he has. There's nothing that he can't do on the baseball field. It's just that he hasn't been able to hit consistently enough to, to, to stick in, in a spot for a major league club.
1: Yeah, that was a great stat that, uh, weighted runs created, uh, that you had in your story today, Joe. I didn't notice it was that low. That was, you know, with 100 being the average and he's 67, you know, for a guy that's played as long as he has, you know, with as many teams as he has, you know, it shows you that people love speed, but obviously you can't steal first base. You got to get on base.
0: I mean, and, and every point that's a great stat because every point below that 100 is a percentage point. So he's 33%, you know, less efficient than, than a league average player, which, uh, you know, it, and it, it doesn't do us any good to sit here and, and say, you know, why are they making this move? Why are they making this move? The, the reason they're making this move is is pretty obvious. It's to push Oscar Mercado. It's to make Oscar Mercado realize, Hey, if I don't get my butt in gear, you know, there's going to be a guy that they're going to put in here behind me. Uh, they're, they're trying to get more out of Mercado than what they saw last year when he hit 198. I mean, in, in what, 32 games, it's, it, they're, they're, it, it, they're maybe playing a little psychological
1: game with Oscar. Yeah, you know, and, and spring training is about competition. You know, you want to get those guys' attention. You want to get Mercado and Zimmer's attention. You know, these guys have been, you know, sitting there for a while now, and you know, you've got to produce. You, you know, the, you know, Zimmer. That's a, it's a long time since we've seen Zimmer. You know, as as playing like a number one pick, and uh, Mercado, we haven't seen the, the Mercado we saw in 2019 for a while, so. You know, this this kind of is the, the carrot in the stick, you know, so let's get going.
0: Yeah, this uh, this sort of leads us into uh, what we're going to talk about mostly today. And in, in, in today's podcast is uh, the different competitions and the different battles that are going to be going on uh, in spring uh, spring training camp for the Indians. Uh, and there are several. There are uh, a lot more than there have been in, in the last few years uh, for the Indians uh, around the diamond here. You know, last year, the Indians had four guys that played every day on the infield. And there was no doubt about who was starting in what position every day, uh, even in the batting order for, for Terry Francona. That had to be way more reassuring. Uh, this year, it's not going to be the the case that I guess we could start uh, at, at shortstop where uh, you've traded away Francisco Lindor, the, the face of your franchise, and now uh, there's a hole there. Uh you brought in Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez, uh, two guys from the Mets organization who both have experience playing uh, shortstop and both are primarily shortstops, not guys that that move around the diamond too much in their careers. Uh, obviously, Ahmed Rosario is the guy with a lot more experience. Uh, how would you handicap the, uh, the candidates and and, and who – Uh, who you think is going to shake out as the, uh, the guy that wins the spot there at shortstop this year.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to see these guys, uh, Joe. I'm I'm anxious to see how they perform. You know, right now, I think going into camp, I I go with the veteran guy, Ahmed Rosario. I think he'll be the starting shortstop. You know, they're going to need offense. He's, he has a history of swinging the bat. Well, I mean, not so much last year, but in 2019 and uh, you know, uh, uh Jimenez is a young kid 22 years old I don't think it would hurt him to start the year at triple a but <laughs> is there going to be a triple a season that's a, that's a whole nother question but yeah I think those two guys you know we'll, we'll, I guess we'll get a get a look at Yu Chang a little bit mm-hmm. uh we'll get a, a look at uh, Gabriel Arias and uh you know some other guys uh, Brian uh Rocchio uh, yeah yeah, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I, I love watching shortstops play and, and, you know, handle <laughs> ground balls. And uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, this is going to, there's a, a lot of new people to watch here.
0: Well, well, if you love watching young shortstops play, I mean, you're watching the right team, the right organization yeah, yeah. here. The Indians are chocked full up to their eyeballs with young shortstops in their organization. I mean, we haven't even seen Carson Tucker step on the field. Right. He yeah. was their number one prospect, uh, you know, last year, uh, number one overall pick last year. Uh, Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. I, I think, and we talked about it just before we started recording here. I think that the scenario that's going to happen is Ahmed Rosario is going to get the the opening day shortstop, you know, nod, and and that they're going to put Andres Jimenez down and and start him in the minors uh, for maybe a month or two, manipulate his service time that way, you can get another year out of him, and uh, you know, you're also showcasing Rosario in case you want to make a. Uh, a trade for him anywhere you hope maybe he's, he plays, plays well, but I think your, your long-term goal for the season is to get Andres Jimenez uh, as many uh, you know, innings and, and at-bats at shortstop uh, for the Indians to, to, just to see what
1: you've got there. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Joe. you know uh, you know, he, obviously he, both guys need to play, but Jimenez probably needs to play more younger guy, more development, uh, you know, he played. He only played 60 games last year. So, um, you know, if, if there is, hopefully there is, a, you know, uh, some semblance of a full season at AAA uh, this year. So he gets to play there and uh, then he comes up uh, at some point in the season. I'm sure he'll be up here, whether, you know, it's a Rosario trade that creates an opening or maybe they just bring him up because they want to see him play.
0: A couple of depth guys we might see uh, get some innings at shortstop. Uh, You mentioned Brian Rocchio. Uh, There's also uh, Tyler Krieger and Tyler Freeman are both guys who will be in camp uh, to provide depth. Freeman, obviously one of the higher rated uh, Indians prospects. And Owen Miller, uh, a guy who came over in the uh, Clevenger trade. So. Uh, all those guys are going to be in the mix and, and you might see them in spring training games uh, playing shortstop, maybe some some over at second base as well. Uh, but especially the young guys, you know, don't get too excited about or if you see an Owen Miller or a Tyler Freeman step in uh, for a few innings. Uh, it, it's really just to get them the, the feeling of, of working there in the big league camp uh, is, is what I suspect, uh, you know, and, and it has been the case for for several years now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it's going to be interesting uh, if uh, just how they f- handle these early games in the cactus you know, in the cactus league. Uh, it sounds like uh, you know the first you know week or so they're going to be playing five to seven innings. So I would think you know the regulars are going to get in and out pretty fast, and that's when you'll. See See Rocio and, and Gabriel Harrison, and probably Chang gets in there to, uh, you know, close out those games while, while the veterans kind of, you know, get in shape and get their legs under them. With Indians baseball right around the corner,
0: there's never been a better time for you to register for Indian Subtext. Our subscriber based service gives you the inside scoop and analysis on the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions. It's a great way to avoid the trolls on social media, and it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why should you sign up? Here's one of our subscribers, Bill from Arizona. I think it's great the way uh, uh, you guys have handled it this year and appreciate the fact that, you know, you usually, uh, when you're able, respond pretty uh, quickly, either just to me or to, you know, to to everybody. And it's nice to have a little insight on some things and then maybe an hour or two later, the story will break. I kind of feel like I'm sort of, you know, on the QT in the know and it's fun. Bill and all of our Indian Subtech subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the team And the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or text Hoinzee or Joe at 216 208 4346. Again, that's joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians or send a text message to 216 208 4346. We look forward to having you as a member of Indian subtext. All right. Well, the uh, shortstops need somebody to throw to and uh, the first baseman for the last several years for the Indians and in, in Carlos Santana uh, has left once again as a free agent. He will be in Kansas city uh, where, where he hits pretty well. Uh, it should be a lot of fun to watch uh, Carlos hit for the Royals at, in, in Kauffman stadium, 80 games a year, uh, just not against the Indians. And, uh, But that leaves a hole there. So uh, right now, probably the most major league ready and reliable glove at first base in the Indian system is Jake Bowers. Uh, But, you know, Jake Bowers has a bit of an identity crisis in in terms of, is he an outfielder or is he a first baseman? They have that, uh, he's a candidate there. Bobby Bradley, obviously the guy that can hit tape measure home runs uh, in the minors. He's got nothing left to prove at triple-A. Uh, this is, this is his make or break sort of camp, I think. And, uh, Josh Naylor, another guy who, who came up as a first baseman, uh, with, you know, in the minors, uh, moved to the outfield because of, uh, Eric Hosmer being signed in the the Padres organization. But, uh, you know, Josh Naylor is, is very familiar with first base. I think he played there, uh, at least once or twice during the, the season last year for the Indians, uh. So there's, there's competition there. Uh, really, if, if, if I'm gonna handicap the spot, I think Jake Bowers gets the first nod in terms of uh, getting the, a chance to play there. But they really do need to find out what they have with Bobby Bradley. Yeah,
1: you know, Bradley has an option left, but and like you said, Joe, but you, you know, he's hit like, I believe he's hit 147 home runs in the minors. You know, it, it looks he's shaping up like another Jesus Aguilar. And uh, Jesus never got a shot here. So uh, hopefully Bobby Bradley gets a chance at some point. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, Bowers maybe opens, uh, you know, at, 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 at first base, maybe opens the season. Uh, you know, Naylor, we've seen him play the outfield. He can play left or right. So, you know, he's got a spot. I think they're going to keep him, obviously. And uh, Bradley maybe goes down. But uh, I, I think, you know, like you said, you know, it's time. It's time to find out. What, what he's about hopefully you know he comes to camp in shape we've seen him come real heavy and real light the last two or three years and it seems both both things have hurt him. Uh, last year he was in good shape I thought he was he had found a, a happy medium so um, you know I hope he's, he's taken care of himself he's in condition and he's ready for the challenge. I, I think the, the,
0: the Indians would probably be, they would, they would live with whatever defense Bobby Bradley can play at first base if he comes out and hits 30 home runs and drives in 100 runs. If he can do that, they'll live with whatever he gives you defensively, and they'll live with, you know, 100 plus, 120 plus strikeouts in a season if he hits 30 home runs and, and you know, 30 home runs, 40 doubles, and, and drives in 100 <laughs> runs. That's a, that's a hell of a season. That's a
1: hell of a season.
0: Can he do that though? Can he do that over? Will he get the chance to do that? Will he get, get the chance to play enough games? I mean, if I set the over under at uh, 110 games played for Bobby Bradley this year, would you take the over or would you take the under? I'd take the under, take the way under on that. (laughs) Exactly. But I'd love to
1: see him. I'd love to see him get a hundred games. I'd love to see him get 400, 400, 450 at bats. Just, okay, once and for all, what, you know, what can this guy do? And then we can fish and the Indians can fish or cut bait. Then they, then they can make a real decision.
0: I mean, because we've already seen that kind of a shot for Jake Bowers and we, we, we've seen them stick with him for a whole full half of a season to, to try to figure out what they had with him. And the results from that were they, they sent him down twice. And next last year, he didn't even get a a major league at bat uh, coming out of the the alternate site. So, uh, while his glove, I think is, is probably the best option there at first base. Uh, I don't think that, I I just don't think the Indians trust him to, to give
1: him, you know, a hundred plus games at the position. Yeah. Both those guys, Bradley and Bowers really have to, you know, come to camp and just kind of take charge. You know, they've got to just do their business do uh, you know, and just, you know, really go after this job because there's an opening here. And, you know, I keep waiting for them to bring in like a Keith Moreland or, you know, a veteran first baseman that, you know, they're going to get buried behind once again. But perhaps they don't do that, you know, so the job is open right now. uh, And if it stays open, you know, one of those guys are going to have to win it. There's, there's no, there's no other, there's not a right-handed hitting first baseman lurking in the minors. So, you know, those, the job is one of theirs and they, they just got to go out and grab it.
0: Right. I, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, the only, if you want to look at it from a positive perspective for Indians fans, uh, the Indians could have signed, uh, some, a, a minor, uh, first baseman to a minor league contract, a veteran guy to a minor league contract and brought him into camp to compete for this job. But they didn't do that. They, they decided to put those resources to the outfield with uh, Hamilton and, and, and Gamel, the, the, the signings they did there. So rather than put a veteran in that spot to push somebody from behind, they said, OK, it's open among, you know, Bowers, Bradley, Naylor and, and anybody else that's already in camp. So they must feel at least confident enough to get by with what they've got there in
1: camp. Yeah, we heard, you know, Terry Francona the last time we talked to him said, you know, it's time to uh, just see what Bradley does. And I don't know if that was lip service or that was just, you know, pre, you know, offseason talk, you know, that a lot of managers do. But, uh, you know, I just the key to me is, is Bradley being in condition. He's got to he's got to come to camp. He can't weigh 250 pounds. You know, he, he's got to come to camp ready to play. And, uh, I think if he, if he is, you know, he'll, he'll be on a, you know, he'll be on good footing.
0: All right. That leaves us, uh, the outfield as, uh, as, as the, you know, one of the, the biggest questions that uh, I guess they, they, they answered a lot by, by signing Eddie Rosario. Uh, you can pretty much pencil Eddie Rosario in now for left field to play every day and to, to bat somewhere in the middle the top half of the Indians lineup. Uh, that leaves center and uh, right field. We've already talked about, uh, you know, Mercado, Zimmer, and Hamilton competing in center field. Uh, you might see Daniel Johnson move over there, uh, you know, play an inning or two in, in spring training. But for the most part, he's going to be trying to win a spot uh, out of right field. Uh, so really, the the right field competition comes down to, uh, like we said, Daniel Johnson uh, if, if Jake Bowers, I don't know if Jake Bowers is a right fielder. That's that's not really uh, where we've seen him. Uh, Jordan Luplo, uh, Josh Naylor, and uh, Ben Gamel, who they they brought in on a minor league contract. Uh, do, does Ben Gamel have a chance to make this team if he if he comes in and just hits like gangbusters in in spring training?
1: Yeah, I think he does, Joe. I think uh, you know they've lost to me. They've lost so much, you know, veteran leadership over the last two three four years I think they probably need a veteran guy I think that was one of the reasons they went out and got Rosario you know he's got postseason appearance experience he's been around same with Gamble he's played with two or three different different teams so I think they they need some of that and unless you know if they didn't go out and get those guys they're playing a lot of young players and we all know what happens when that goes I mean sometimes it can be exciting but Other times it's, it can look like a train wreck too. So uh, yeah, I, you know, I think gamble has got a shot. Is he going to be the starting uh, right fielder or left fielder? You know, I don't think so, but uh, could he help out? Yeah, yeah. And uh, right now, you know, the the guy I want to see is Daniel Johnson. You know, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen enough of him. We didn't see a whole lot of him in spring training too. He was hurt in in spring training one. He had, uh, I think he had a quad injury or a calf injury. And so he didn't play a whole lot in those uh, 19 spring training games. The Indians got in before the uh, spring training one was erased because of the pandemic. So, you know, I'd really like to see this guy. I, I you know, I, I, I want to see what he can do.
0: Right. And he, we, we got a, he made his major league debut. We got a glimpse of him just a, a brief, but what went 15 uh, at bats at the start of last season before they sent him to the alternate site. That really wasn't enough uh, to get an an accurate assessment on uh, Daniel Johnson, but he's another guy like a Bobby Bradley who uh, I think he's, he's shown everything he can show at the AAA level. Now it's, can he produce at the major league level? And that's the big question. Uh, I I think Jordan Luplo is a guy who uh, has, is going to have a spot on the roster just because of the lack of right-handed bats that they have in the, in the organization right now, and and Lupo has shown in the past he can kill left-handed pitching. Uh, you're gonna you'll play him in right field against a lefty. That's fine. Let him go. That and uh, although it's an interesting stat, I think Ben Gamel's uh, splits against left-handed pitchers are, are better uh, than uh, than they are against right-handed pitchers. So and, and Gamel being a left-handed bat, that's kind of a reverse splits. Kind of interesting, uh, but Jordan Luplo, uh, a guy who I, I think he's got a spot on the roster with, without a doubt in my mind. So uh, you're looking at guys like Josh Naylor, uh, Daniel Johnson, and the X factor here is uh, is Nolan Jones. Because can Nolan Jones, you know, come into to camp? You know, take camp by storm. And uh, I think even if he does that, even if he makes it really hard for you to cut him, you're still going to cut him, send him down, and he's going to yeah. open the season uh at, at AAA, regard I, I don't think nolan jones walks out to right field wins the job in spring training and makes the club starting in uh, on, on april 1st
1: no i don't see that happening either joe i mean we saw basically mercado to do that in 2019 in the spring what he hit 400 mm-hmm. and they still sent him down we've seen that time and time again where and, you know, and boy the, boy the Frank outcry Conan. when
0: they sent him yeah. down was ridiculous <laughs>
1: And Frank Kona is not one to be fooled by spring training stats. They kind of roll off his back like, you know, water off a duck's back. He is not overly impressed by that. So, uh, you know, and he's been around long enough where, you know, you could get fooled twice in, in, in baseball really bad in spring training. And it's in September and, but maybe not in September anymore because you only bring up two guys, but when you bring up 40 guys and, you know, some guy from uh double a goes off and hits 400 in September against, you know, team, you know, pitchers, you know, double a and single a pitchers. So, you know, you can get, you can't, I guess that's, that's out the window, but still September. I mean, uh spring training is a dangerous, dangerous time to, uh, you know, stake your career on and and, uh, you know, invest heavily in one guy. It's, it's better to let him go to AAA and, you know, get his get going there and then bring him up. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that's a long way of saying I, I agree with you about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, the cold weather in Cleveland, uh, you know, starting off the majority of the uh, the Indians games are, are played in Cleveland, Detroit, and Chicago there in, uh, in, in April this year. Uh, I do not see Nolan Jones join, joining them, uh, regardless of how he's hitting. Until May at the earliest, if at all, this season. So yeah, and he's
1: he's got the tough job too, Joe. He's changing positions. You know, he came up as a shortstop. They drafted him as a shortstop. He moves to third base. Now he's moving to first base or the outfield. You know, I think he got and he didn't play. He didn't get a full season in last year or any season in last year. So you know, you got to take all that into account.
0: Yeah, that's our that's our long way of telling uh, listeners here to pump the brakes on Nolan Jones for for this season, at least uh, as we start. Uh, All right, last uh, position battle that we'll talk about. uh, Tomorrow we'll get into rotation and bullpen uh, uh, spots and and battles and and all that. But uh, the last position battle, I guess, is sort of not a position, it's the the amorphous one. It's the the utility spot. Uh, And the last couple of years, this utility spot has come down to uh, a battle between Uh, Yu Chang and uh, Mike Freeman, uh, among others, and Christian Arroyo, uh, a guy that they they picked up uh, in a a trade and and sort of made appearances early on in the season as well. Uh, So really, it's going to come down to those guys again, uh, Chang and Freeman. They brought Freeman back on a minor league deal. Uh, Ernie Clement, another guy who's going to be in the mix as well for that utility spot. Clement, uh, sort of starting to get up in years now. He's about about 24, uh, uh, you know, gotta gotta see what you have with him. Uh, And uh, uh, Gabriel Arias, who was uh, acquired in the Mike Clevenger trade, he's on the 40 man roster, but still probably a couple of years away. Uh, So where do you see the uh, utility job going?
1: Yeah, I think the easy choice would be Freeman. Joe, we've seen him over what he can do over the last couple of years. Uh, he plays all over. He can pitch in a pinch. Uh, he can play the outfield. He's a he, he's a left-handed hitter, but you know he swings a bat pretty well for a guy that sits you know for ten days and again comes off the bench and and uh, you know can, he knows what to do with the bat. Uh, Francona I really loved him in, in 2019. You know, obviously he didn't get a whole lot of time last year because, as you said, they they never they never. Arrested those four infielders. I mean, those four guys played every day. So, uh, but I think, you know, that would be the easy choice. The tough cho- choice or the developmental choice, I think, would be Chang going with him and giving him a shot.
0: Right. And, you know, Chang's the guy who, if you talk to any uh, Indians pitcher in that rotation uh, around, you know, maybe late July of last year as they were in summer uh, training camp. Uh, they, the the one guy they didn't want to face was Yu Chang. He was uh, depositing balls into the bleachers during inter squad games on a regular basis, and he was doing so off of guys like Clevenger and guys like uh, Shane Bieber and Carlos Carrasco. Uh, he victimized everyone in that rotation uh, with the, with power and you know home run potential. Uh, it, it, he just like you said never got a chance to. Uh, it's, a, it's a cold and lonely place sitting on that bench when you've got four guys uh, playing every inning of every game uh, on the infield and not a lot of chances to get out there. Uh, yeah. I, I, I kind of see Freeman uh, winning the job, uh, even though he's a left-handed stick, I, he can play first base as well. And, you know, defensively, he, you know, we, maybe there's a little versatility there in the late innings of games if, if Tito wants to do things. So, you know, who knows? Uh, I, I think we probably see Chang or I'm, um, uh, we, we probably see Freeman win that spot. And then I don't know what happens to Chang.
1: Yeah. Chang, you know, he's, he's got an option. He's got okay. an option. Left, so he could go down. Uh, but you know, he, he, like Bradley, you know, eventually you're going to have to find out about this guy or, or Chang is going to have to come up and have a stretch like he did in spring training too, where he just hits everything in sight and like literally convinces them that he belongs, you know, because, you know, I like, like, like Bradley he's done just about, I don't know how much more he can do at AAA. I mean, he could have a, you know, a great season, but you know, he's been through Arizona fall league. He's had the great Arizona fall league. He's, you know, he's been one of their best prospects. Now you got to take the final step. And, you know, sometimes that's the hardest one to take. Right. Well,
0: uh, you know, one thing that the Indians do have going for them right now, and I think, uh, it's, it's being widely reported. The, uh, uh, the athletics Keith Law who for a long time uh, has you know followed minor leagues and followed uh, depth throughout the organizations uh, in, in, in baseball uh, ranked the Indians number two behind uh, the Tampa Bay Rays as you know number two in terms of farm systems uh, that, that that's a lot a lot of these guys who are in camp right now who aren't gonna make the major league roster are are guys who are providing, Uh, that, that sort of minor league depth now for the Indians and making them what they're are going to be in in, in terms of their, uh, their, their farm system.
1: Yeah. I mean, they are really, you know, Joe, when you look at the, the 40 man roster or the, you know, the 26 man roster, I should say, you know, we've said, said this before, you know, Jose Ramirez is the only guy that's, that's owed any money past this season. You know, so, I mean, and they've got this farm system now, they've been trading veteran guys for three or four years for, for young guys. So they're loaded that, they, you know, they've got people in the minor leagues who are well positioned to, you know, whenever, you know the Calvary charge comes to bring up some of these young guys. Um, and now, you know, this season, you know it's going to be interesting. Are they just holding serve? Are they trying to win or, you know, or they, or are they, you know, just, you know, kind of setting the stage for, you know, a, a rebuild that is going to include Bradley and Chang and, and Nolan Jones and, and all these young pitchers that, that they've acquired and maybe even some of these shortstops, you know, so, you know, it, it, it's really, it's, a, I don't know if it's a transition year because they're still trying to win, but I think they're setting the stage for something here.
0: All right. All those questions and more to be answered coming up uh, this week and, and in the next couple of weeks here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoinsley, will catch you tomorrow.
1: Thanks, Joe.